Welcome to the Foul Vine Podcast with Sarah and Scotty Moe, where everything wine and baseball is in fair territory. Today, we will be drinking a 2020 Napa Valley Cab, recapping week 12 of the 2023 season and discussing vibes around the league. As always, grab a glass and join us. Look, big paper, I increase my wealth, uh. Red wine, that's good for my health, uh. Wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's, uh. Allow me to introduce myself, I said. Alrighty. Sarah, welcome back. Thanks, Scotty. Another week, can you believe it? Another week on the road, we're remote. Where are you right now? I am in the suburbs of the Twin Cities. The Twin Cities being Minneapolis, St. Paul, for those listeners who don't know. Um, yeah, we're in the suburbs of the Twin Cities, home of the Twins and the St. Paul Knights, I believe they are. The AAA team to the Saint Twins. St. Paul Saints, I believe. Saints. Oh, duh. Yeah, close. Who's the Knights? The Charlotte Knights? Charlotte Knights. Yeah. Okay. St. Paul Saints and the Minnesota Twins. Nice. The first place Twins, too. I know. They've been in first place all season, haven't they? Yeah, they're the under 500 first place twins, I think. Yeah, well, they're in the American League Central, so checks out. Must be nice. How was your week, though, Scotty? Or your you had lots of baseball adventures. I've watched so much baseball, Sarah. It's um, I I would say I'm baseballed out, but I'm not. Um, (laughs) I had an incredible week. Thanks for asking. I went to Milwaukee, saw two games there. Friday, Saturday. It was great. It was great. Uh, stayed real close to the ballpark so we could walk. We really didn't leave the area, and uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I thought the game day experience at American Family Field was very nice. It's a good ballpark. Recommend. Was it, it family friendly? It was family friendly, and if you like yeah. cheese, they have a lot of it. Oh, I do like cheese. <laughs> um, and then we went to Wrigley, and I am going to say that it was the best ballpark I've been to. Better than PNC. It's just different. Like I know it's older. It's, yeah, it's rich. Yeah, atmosphere. Have you been like, to Fenway? I have. I like it better. Okay. Maybe it's okay. biased tied in there. I'll I'll admit it, but um, I just loved loved Wrigley Wrigleyville and Wrigley Field. Um, yeah. it was like you're at an old timers game, but like in the modern era. Like it was so cool. Yeah, so it is. It's highly awesome. recommend it. Have you been, Sarah? I have. I went um, in college with my brother on a road trip. This checks out. Um, driving from New Mexico to Cape Cod because I was going to go work for the Cape League. And we stopped in and saw a game at Wrigley against the Diamondbacks. And we had really good nice. seats. Shout out, Mama Stan. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, this was kind of like my Father's Day gift to my dad. So, um, try to get decent seats. And we also, they're, they now sell these beer bats so they're hollow <laughs> bats full of beer i asked them to put wine in it they said no oh so, bummer you know would have been good maybe content, that's something we can invent a i wine have the bat. bat i have the bat here so we could use it it probably really compresses the wine like the flavor probably doesn't taste as good right like wine oh, really? glasses need to be a little bit wider for them to breathe um i saw you got a new hat though is that a new is did you get that this weekend yeah, I thought I'd bring it on. I was uh, I got it at the ballpark. Um, yeah, got a new Cubbies hat. And then look at these coasters. Whoa. Okay, for those of you who don't 
who can't see because we're on a podcast. Um, it is Dimensions of Wrigley Field on a coaster. Yeah, stolen from my hotel room. So <laughs> nice, love that. <laughs> so. And then you saw? Did you see the Cubs at PNC? So listen, oh. I get home. We drove. Yeah, and it was about a seven-hour drive. Um, yep. I had my car at my parents' house, which is an hour above Pittsburgh. As soon as we get home, I pack, my, put the stuff in my car. I drive home. I get home at five thirty. I I say hi to my girlfriend, bye to my girlfriend, and go see Henry Davis's debut. So I was maybe in my apartment for like five minutes before I left. Did he play, or did he wasn't in the lineup until the next day? To the debut? No, no, he yeah. was. Th this was um, his debut was oh. Monday. How, so okay. I, it was it was a uh, pretty packed for a Monday night at PNC. Uh, it was pretty loud, but uh, the outcome wasn't the best. Uh, but yeah, lots of baseball, and I can't wait to get into some more baseball with you here shortly. I know, I'm excited. But first, we drink. First one. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, today, I have a 2020. Josh Cabernet Sauvignon. Yep, we're drinking the same thing. Same thing. Um, do you have the 2020? Yes. Cool. Um, you know, since we're remote, just thought you'd get something that might be easier for both of us. This is, um, I've heard a good one. I feel like I've had it, don't remember it. So let's dive into it. Okay. Um, it's from Josh Sellers. Um, yep. It's a Napa, Napa Valley wine. It's blended and bottled by Joseph Carr, the founder, Josh Sellers. On the back of his bottle, he said, I created my wines as a tribute to my dad, Josh. He's always on my mind. Nice little note there. It's, that's like the, the main quote on the website, too, like right when you log, go into it. Um, so it's named after his dad. Um, and he, you know, he, he's originally from the Carr family. He's from upstate New York, the uh, Vermont area. They grew up in Vermont. Um, and then he eventually moved into upstate New York. Um, but, you know, in 1978, he traveled to Napa, where he discovered his love for wine. And um, it's just like kind of history from there. 2001, he decided to, he married his wife in nine, 1990. Um, they were both wine lovers. In 2001, he decided to uh, pursue his dream of starting his own wine brand. And it all started by staying up till 3 a.m. one night drinking a bottle of wine with his wife. The next day he quit his corporate job. Talk about motivation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the motivation you need, Scotty. It, it, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, so the cab was their first wine. 2002, the, fir uh, the first wine brand is released. It's named Car Wines. It wasn't Josh yet. Okay. Uh, it was a cab from Napa Valley. Um, and then 2005, Josh Sellers is officially born, uh, and he worked on it with uh, worked on the first vintage with legendary winemaker from Sonoma Valley, Tom Larson. Um, and then you know from day one of making their wines, all the proceeds were donated to various military, veteran, and firefighter groups throughout the country. Very cool. Pretty cool. Um, you know, and at first too, all they made was cab, like for the first, like, I would say, like, I think it was like first six or seven years, all they made was cab. And then he started making a Chardonnay for his wife. His wife liked white wine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015 is when they really took off. Uh, they sold 1 million cases and the rest is history. So um, we're taking, we're going to taste the 2020 cab um, and sip it throughout the episode. Let's, uh, let's pop this sucker open, huh? Yeah. So I already popped mine. Um, it wasn't a good one. So don't worry. You didn't miss out on any ASMR. I opened it so I could pour it out and share some glasses with um, the people I'm with, the housemates currently. And so maybe we'll get their rating at the end of the show as well, not just ours. So we can get other people's takes because that's the thing about wine, right? It's everyone, everyone has their own taste. You're going to have your own taste buds on your tongue. So you're going to react different to different wine. For sure. For sure. Let's give it a nice little pour in my Clemente glass. As always. All righty. Big pours only, folks. Big pours only. Big pours only. So this wine is like one, I'd say one of our most popular wines that we've tried. We sometimes do random wines that you don't necessarily know the labels of, but this Josh, you guys can find anywhere in America, basically. I feel like it's it's the kind of wine that you see everywhere, but don't necessarily, for me, remember the taste. So I'm excited to get into it. And sorry if I offended any listeners who really <laughs> love the Josh wines. But No, um, absolutely. Um, I see Josh in almost every liquor store. So um, let's, uh, let's give it a try. Sarah, what do you smell? Spicy. Spicy for sure. Um, maybe some um, dark fruit, like a mm. blackberry. Yeah, I get blackberry. I don't really get raspberry or anything lighter. Like, it's definitely a darker. Yeah, spicy. Maybe some graphite as well. Like, it's pretty, like, metallic taste or smelling. Um, Some vanilla, maybe. On the back of the the bottle, um, it says it has flavors of blackberry, toasted hazelnut, and cinnamon. Maybe the cinnamon... Mm. Yeah, maybe that's the spice I'm smelling is the cinnamon. Let's All right, I'm going to yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see this, the cinnamon or the spice. Mm-hmm. Um, I taste the hazelnut. Yeah. It is there. nutty. Light on the tannins. Mm-hmm. Very easy um, drink for sure. Definitely. Kind of tastes like a snickerdoodle. Oh, okay. I like that. Like a snickerdoodle with blackberry chunks in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I feel like this I feel like this would be very good um, with some red meat. Yes. Like a good bolognese. Because the, bol- the bolognese that we typically have has hazelnut in it. Bless you. Bless Excuse you. Me. Actually, no, it has nutmeg. But still, I feel like um, those two can complement each other. I think it does have a clove of cinnamon in it. So maybe that's what I'm getting at. But I do think like a nice spaghetti and meat sauce for sure. Love that. No, I'm, I'm thinking of Connor's bolognese specifically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. So, you know, we'll. We're going to go through, talk through week 12 and drink this wine, talk about what's going on in the league, 
you know, all the fun stuff. And at the end, we'll come back with our rating and review. Yeah, let the wine breathe a little bit, sit in our bellies, drink some <laughs> more. I'm excited. Let's. Oh, sorry to cut you off. No, let's jump into it. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Salute. We'll be ready. Salute. We'll be back. Okay, week 12, Sarah. We are here. Um, you know, things are really starting to shape up um, throughout the league. We had a few matchups that we outlined for this weekend. Um, you know who we usually start with. Um, I actually don't want to spend more than two seconds on them. Wow. Um, that bad, yeah. huh, Scotty? Yeah. Yankees visited uh, that one town up in the northeast somewhere. I can't remember the n name of it, but uh, they uh, – you know, just a lot of injuries. What other excuse can I think of? Just, you know, just an off weekend. Uh, they got swept. You know, Justin Turner is matching for some reason at 38, 39 years old. Um, is he really yeah. that old? Wow. I think so, yeah. Um, he had two home runs this weekend. One, one yeah, grand slam. He's been on fire, for sure. He's the color of his hair. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. That's what happened in the Northeast this weekend. Um, <laughs> okay. Aaron Judge he, is still hurt. He is still hurt. He went into the pool or something. I, I, like... I, I just read that notification that came up on the front <laughs> yeah. of my phone. So, it's like, do we really need to know this much about his recovery process? Yeah, I don't pro think so. probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, then we go to Milwaukee, where, you know, I was present for two of the three games, Friday and, and Saturday. Um, Brewers sweep the Pirates. The Pirates got swept in Chicago, go to Milwaukee, and get swept again on the road. Yeah, crazy. It was a frustrating couple games. On Friday night, they started to come back. They were down one in the last inning. Guy on second and third. Cabrines up to the plate. And he watched strike three, which was like right on the outside corner. It's like mm -hmm. second and third, one out. You, me and my dad were going back and forth. Like, you have to swing the bats. Yeah, like, you got to make contact. You got to do something, put the ball in play. You can't foul it off. Bad. You can't just sit there and watch it. We were, you know, a, a couple of friends when I were talking about it. Like, I feel like they're um, overemphasizing the pass passivity at the plate. Like, Mm -hmm. It's obviously been a focus for them this offseason to walk more and get on base more and find different ways to do it. But like, you got to swing the bat. I don't. That's that's. Yeah, <laughs> I would say like, there's one thing about being passive versus being particular, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can choose your pitches, wait for your pitch, but you can still be aggressive at the plate in terms of fouling off strike threes on the corner when it you know when the game's basically on the line like you i would say the astros do this really well especially alex bregman everyone knows he's really disciplined at the plate he's very particular but he's not passive i wouldn't describe alex bregman's approach at the plate as passive by any means he goes up with a plan like he's looking for something yeah, yeah. exactly and that's the difference that's what the pirates especially key brian needs to do more of and not just sit back and hope his pitch comes would be active like be proactive, come to the plate with a plan. And if he sees a pitch that he's not going to take and it's in that scenario, how that you were. You got to protect the plate. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating. Fun something funny that I saw too on Saturday. Um Joey Weimer, who's a um rookie for the Brewers, 
a wild swing. Like this guy's aggressive at the plate. Six four, plays center field. It's not a lot of power. Um, they were the Brewers were giving out free mullet cuts in center field. I saw that. I love yeah. that so much. It's the most Milwaukee thing. I feel like that's ever existed. That and like a side of cheese curds to go with your mullet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he actually hit a home run to center field. Uh, he had a home run Friday and Saturday. So um, pretty funny. Big weekend for Joey Weimer. Um, Brian Reynolds contributed with a two-run home run Sunday, but it wasn't enough to get a W in the series. Yeah, Sad weekend for a week for the Pirates, actually. Yeah, and now I just uh, got a notification. Brian Reynolds is now on the injured list. So, Yeah, that was rumored a couple days ago. Someone in, like, Pittsburgh radio uh, mm. broke it and Shelton said he didn't hear about didn't know what they were talking about, but he had some lower back tightness and then he ended up on a 10 day. So things are looking very bleak in Pittsburgh. I'll just say that much. Yeah, they were riding high and now they're only three games ahead, four games ahead, went excuse me, of the Cardinals who are in last place. So they're in fourth in the division and the Reds are in first, Scotty. What oh, the hell I can't is going wait on? to talk about that, Sarah. <laughs> uh, they went for, Pirates went first into fourth in a matter of a couple of days. It was, it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, the Central is on another level. We'll, we'll talk about Cincinnati a little bit. First, I want to just briefly go over a couple more. Toronto at Texas, we we outlined. Rangers yep. took two or three in Texas. Um, Jonah Heim, Corey Seager, uh, stay hot. Uh, that team is about the best offensive baseball. We've said it over and over again. Like They're, they're on one. They're going to be a tough out. Yep. Tampa Bay at San Diego. Fun matchup. Padres take two or three, a series that they desperately needed to do well in. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're kind of like at a point where you got to start worrying about the Padres, um, because their division's very good, very good minus the Rockies. And um, I swear, Randy Rosarena loves Petco Park because he went yard had a good series. <laughs> and Blake Snell has just been returned to his form. No, um, finally, it makes me really happy. I really like Blake Snell. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, you brought up Philly at Oakland, uh, as one of your matchups, I believe the Phillies end up going in and sweeping Phillies are hot. Like, I, this is, I think they've won like 13 of the last 15 or something like that. They're yeah, climbing Phillies, their way to the top of the NL East for sure. They're making their way back up there. Yeah. I'm starting to, uh, I'm feeling very optimistic about the Phillies. Um, that time of year. <laughs> that time of year it's after Memorial Day. I swear they just chill until Memorial Day. Um, Lastly, for this weekend, uh, the Giants at the Dodgers, like the it's like the Yankees Red Sox of the West, right? Yep, exactly. Giants sweep. Giants have won 10 games in a row. That's uh, well, crazy. They had won 10 games until today. They lost today, but still. Yeah, they're nine and one in their last 10. And they um they outscored LA 29 to 8 in the series. Um, they are now ahead of the Dodgers in the NL West. Yeah, that's insane. This is Sarah, this is a team that we anointed as boring like a couple weeks ago. Maybe well, even before that. They can still go on a win streak and be boring. Yeah. I mean, but they've gotten like I big contributions. Huh. I take. I love that. Stand by your takes. I don't, but this team is Lamont Wade has, has really surprised a lot of people. JD Davis, the Mets are like, why did we give give him up? Um, yeah. They won 15 to nothing on Saturday. Like dominant, dominant game. The Dodgers now have the worst pen in the league, and they're definitely going to be shopping for pitching at the deadline. I can tell you that. Yeah. 
yeah, they definitely will be. JD Davis, man, used to be an Astro. That's how deep the Astros are and were. Like, isn't that nuts? Like, the Astros, old Astros or minor league Astros are just sprinkled around the entire league. That's how deep their farm system is. I know. It's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, You know, lastly this weekend, I I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Royals rookie Samad Taylor. His first MLB hit is a walk was a walk off versus the Angels. Um, wow! It, it snapped the Royals' ten game losing streak, and it was really funny. Um, Bobby Witt sprinted out to center field to get the ball Aww, um, to bring it cute. back to him. Pretty cool. Pretty I cool. Love guys being cute. This is our <laughs> new segment called "Guys Being Cute." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was this weekend. Uh, we had a few things just to outline this this week. We had a couple of series like Cubs at Pirates, like the Cubs swept the Pirates. So the Pirates lost and not have lost nine in a row. They're playing the Marlins right now. Yeah, they're tied right now with the Marlins one one. I just saw. Um, but yeah, nine game losing streak in Pittsburgh. Crazy, crazy. Uh, it, it's just things have gotten really bad since April thirtieth. I think their record is like. Way, way bigger. It obviously is, but the Yankees are on the verge of sweeping the Mariners tonight. Hopefully, they can get that done. I think they're down right now. Um, Garrett Cole got his, got his eighth win, and Victor Wembanyama threw out the first pitch on Tuesday. He's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft tonight. Okay, two um, things. Can I talk about Garrett Cole wagging his finger? What oh, is that about? we have to talk about that. What is that about? Okay, so here's the story. Um, Jose Caballero was at the plate, and he was doing a lot of gimmicks, like kept stepping out of the box and um, w- wagging his bat, like just taking his time um, and messing with Cole's timing. Uh, Cole gotcha, gotcha. threw one like 30 feet in the air, just like I think it was like a message. And then he wagged his finger walking off the field. Everyone thought it was at Caballero. But actually in his pre- post-game press conference, he said that, Mariners manager Scott Service was saying things to him and wagging his finger at him. So he wagged his finger at him. So they had an old-fashioned wag-off. Yeah, you know, love a good wag-off. Yeah. <laughs> um, ugh, the Mariners are up 6 nothing right now. That sweep's not happening. Uh, <laughs> Is that tough for you because you like the Mariners? Um, I don't – the Yankees swept them in Seattle and they're, they could have they could still sweep them tonight, but, like, I don't uh, – yeah, the Mariners I'm a little bit worried about now too because the Angels are in a playoff spot, and I, I yeah. thought the Mariners were going to be a lot better. The Mariners and Padres have been big disappointments for me. And the Cardinals. Don't forget. Oh, well, yeah. That's number one. I forgot about them. They've been so bad. <laughs> um, but um, – oh, And then the second thing, the NBA um, first-round draft pick. What's yeah. his, I can't – Wilder Brandorama. Wemby, Victor Wembenyama. <laughs> He's seven four from France, I believe. And you should see the yeah. picture of him holding a baseball. That's what I wanted to talk about. It looks it's like his fingers. Yeah, his fingers encapsulate the whole baseball. So his entire palm is free to hold another baseball. Like it's insane. It's, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. Um and then he uh you know, he was, he threw out the first pitch. Obviously, like it didn't get anywhere near the plate. He spiked it. Um, so to be expected, I mean, you can't expect a guy without his long limbs to have control of a baseball that looks like a rock in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Better than 50 Cent, though. And I did fun True. facts. I was at that game where 50 Cent threw out the That's right. You t- I think you told me that recently. Um, yeah. That's, that's funny. 
Um, yeah, just, you know, two, uh, two more series. The Philly uh, Braves are at the Phillies. Um, both uh, started the series on a six-game win streak. The Braves won the two games in the series. The Wednesday game was postponed. They're making it up at a later date. And the Padres at the Giants. The Giants stay hot. They take three of four at home. Mike Yastrzemski hit a walk-up homer in the 10th into the Bay. It was electric. Ten straight wins for the for the Giants. Um, you know, also the Astros, after Monday, they lost five straight games. So they've been on a little bit of a skid. Um, yeah, their I think pitching they, has really shit the bed, lack of a better yeah, phrase. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be um, definitely active at the deadline. And then their opponent right now, the Mets, have only won three of their last 16 series. Can you believe that? I can because they're the Mets. They're it's just messing. They're messing. They're being messy as, as messy as they get to. If I'm the Mets, I'm really worried that the Phillies are really hot because this they're only going to – I mean, I feel like this is primetime Philly season. Yep. And the Mets, I don't, I don't really have much hope there. That, it's, that they're going to figure it out, you know. And last but not least, to cap off our our week um, recap, the Reds. I want to talk about the Reds. They have won eleven straight games. The big um, red a, machine, Scotty. The big red machine. This is their longest win streak since nineteen fifty seven. Holy and, shit! I'm gobsmacked right. by that. And they are in sole possession of first at NL Central. They went from like a team that people were laughing at in the first month to first in the NL Central. Yeah, also good for Kevin Newman. <laughs> Kevin Newman was like, seriously, I go from the Pirates to the Reds, and then he's like, oh, wait. Um, I'm actually but, on a team that's in first place and went from worst to first pretty quickly. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to keep watching this team, to be honest. Like, their GM already said, like, they're going to be buyers at the deadline. Obviously, they're winning. Um, hope they keep winning. Me it's too. a fun story. It's a fun story. Yeah, also love Joey Votto. He's just the man. Oh, Joey Votto. He's back this week. You see, first uh, home run in his first game back. Yeah, I saw him wearing that Viking helmet or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good for them. Good for the Reds. All righty, Sarah. So we get into our superlatives. I'm so ready. I can't wait because I have some good ones. Um, Sarah, who was your hitter of the week? Okay. I'm conflicted because I have two. 13-game hitting streak. He's hit safely in 12 of the 14 games since being recalled. Cardinals stopped messing with the guy. He's mm. fine. He has a 400 average. 18 oh, in in his 13 13 game hitting streak he has a 400 average he's 18 for 45 four home runs eight rbis like he has the longest active hitting streak in the league right now let the guy eat he's a yeah good let him live he's a good hitter not a good defender but we all know that and that's not why you called him up or why you drafted him um, right my other one honorable mention um Eddie Rosario for Atlanta. Ah, I like In that. his last six games, he's hit 556 with 10 hits, five home runs, and 11 RBIs. That's Huge. pretty, yeah, and good for Eddie Rosario, right? Huge for the Braves. They, they're obviously one of the best teams in baseball, so. Yeah, for sure. Pitcher no of the week, doubt. Sarah. Okay, pitcher of the week. Um, big fan of this guy's mom. He loves. She loves to keep score, and so do I. So I'm going with Taj Bradley. Hell yeah! Let's of the go. Tampa Bay Rays. In his last two starts, he's had 19 strikeouts. So 
not a big deal. And the Rays continue to be great. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, good. Yeah, he's he's been huge for them uh, as a rookie. They churn pitchers out every year. And his um, mom likes to keep the book, so come on. That's awesome. You guys would be best friends. <laughs> I think we already are. Oh, huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm replacing uh, you, Scotty. <laughs> oh, no. She's going to be the next co-host. Um, so uh, my pitcher of the week is Blake Snell. I flirted with it last week. I'm going to do it this week. Uh, he has three straight starts with double-digit strikeouts. His last six starts, he has a .5 ERA with 56 Ks and 36 innings pitched. Um, it's basically starts, like he's on the Rays. Yeah. yeah. Well, these, <laughs> these starts have come against the Rays and the Giants, two good teams. The last two starts. Well, yeah. So, Very cool. All righty, Sarah. Who, what is your play of the week? Okay. Maybe a little biased, but I'm going with a Tony Kemp play. I love Tony Kemp. He was on the Cape. He was on the Astros. Now he's on the A's and I want to give the A's some continual love here. Um, he had an over-the-shoulder grab that was pretty epic um, against the Guardians a couple days ago. Um it was like kind of in no man's land. It was a basket catch and he like was falling while catching it. It's just, you know, pure Vandy athleticism, I guess. Hell yeah. Tony Kemp, former Astro, former Cape yep. guy. Love him. Love it. I am going to go back to the college ranks. I am going to go with Stanford played Tennessee. Both have been eliminated since um, this past weekend. And Alberto Reyes, who's been their best hitter this year, left fielder. Gun down a runner at home from left field uh, when he was tagging from third. And the throw made it there so fast that the guy didn't even have like a chance to slide. Wow, I mean, that's... the guy was standing, the catcher was waiting for him when he got there. Uh, pretty impressive hose, as they call it. Um, Alberto Reyes, learn his name. He's going to be a future big leaguer. So, is he going to get drafted this year in a couple weeks here? No, I think he's next year's draft. Okay. Yeah, I think, but but Stanford is going to have a lot of guys drafted this year. Tommy Troy is a name to watch for okay college baseball fans. Um, but yeah, so those are uh, superlatives of the week. Uh, let's go to the games that we are looking forward to for the weekend. Yeah, let's do it. I have some fun ones in here. Um, I'm going to start with a fun one because okay, I want to. Um, it's Battle of the Sox, red versus white. Boston okay. heads to Chicago. Pick your color sock and get to the game. I'm excited about it. I think this is they're somewhat similar teams, except that the Red Sox are excelling more with what they have than the White Sox are. Um, but I do think they would be a good matchup. Yeah, for sure. And actually, the White Sox, like, it's not unrealistic that they could come back in that division. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, like they could totally sweep the Red Sox and no one would be like, Oh my God, the Red Sox are just happen. Like there's something magical about Red Sox teams. When you count them down and out, they they're like, Oh, count us out. We'll show you, you know, they have 39 wins and they're in the cellar of the AL East, but that that's in middle or top of any other division. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one to add to guaranteed rate field this weekend. That's right. On the South side of Chicago. The Southsiders actually um, will be in Chicago on, on Saturday. Sarah, go. Have you been to that field yet? I haven't. Check it out for sure. I will. I'll see how much the tickets are. My first matchup is going to be the Cubs versus the Cardinals. 
It's mm-hmm. in London, two game series, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so it's the London series this year, and Sunday I'm really excited for the matchup because it's two pitchers I like a lot: Jack Flaherty versus Mark Stroman. Marcus Stroman. Yeah, um, shout out Marcus, we love you. Please come on our podcast. Um, <laughs> also, uh, you get to watch baseball on Sunday morning. Exactly. Exactly. Your favorite thing: morning baseball. Morning baseball. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I Marcus Stroman, uh, one of our favorite players. Um, he is starting his own wine. He's creating his own wine label, and it's coming out later this year. So we'll definitely be sharing more information about that as it comes out. Next, Sarah. My next matchup is going to be a World Series matchup of yesteryear, the Astros at the Dodgers. When these two teams get together, sparks fly. It's, I mean... I don't think it can disappoint regardless of what the score is. I just think there's always going to be from this, you know, from 2018 on, there's going to be 2017 on, I guess, going to be contention. Um, going to be, uh, uh, words are hard today. I drove all day. There's going to be animosity. That's what I was, animosity between these two teams. I think from here on out, they're just a battle. Um, very excited for this World Series matchup. For sure, for sure. Definitely going to be a battle. Um, and these are two teams that are kind of struggling right now. So, um, yeah, you know. we could see them in the World Series. Like, that's, yeah, exactly. that's why it's so intriguing because they're both on kind of a downward spiral, but they're playing each other and they could both end up. We don't know what October has in store. So, it should be fun. Exactly, exactly. Um, lastly, I'm going to go with. Uh, Diamondbacks at Giants, two teams that are hot in the NL West, two like up and coming teams too, like um, that haven't been in the playoffs. Well, the Giants were two years ago, but still, like these would be two new playoff contenders from last year's uh, season. Um, and I'm excited for that one for sure. So you can build momentum in the West. Yeah, the West is fun. Really, I'm excited how much the divisions have gone up and down and changed around so far this year this season like it's yeah, been really exciting sure. yeah for sure it's it, it, there's definitely been a lot of things that we didn't expect hence the, the reds, reds are in first place yeah, yeah. Like, i can't believe i'm the, saying that i think everyone also like thought arizona would be frisky but not winning the west right yeah so um, i mean there's... the cardinals i just are the utter disappointment of the league i think for sure for sure. Nolan Arenado opted out. I was just talking with someone, shout out Phil. I was just talking with someone today about this. Like the Cardinals at the beginning of the season, everyone's like, oh my God, they're going to have a great year. Nolan Arenado decided not to opt out. He's like, I'm coming back. Like, like old are all there. They got Jordan Lockwood there. And their pitching just can't hack it. I think everyone had them way higher. And now there, there are discussions about Goldschmidt potentially being traded at the deadline which is wow. crazy. crazy yeah that is it's crazy but yeah as always good baseball this weekend um let's uh take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about some vibes sounds good i need some more wine all righty sarah are you ready to talk some vibes Yes. I know we already touched on the Marcus Stroman thing, but can we get back into it? I think that we should leave the vibes off with that. For sure. Um, Is there anything you want to say specifically about it? 
um, that we tagged him on Twitter and he liked our posts. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, uh, we tagged him on Instagram and, um, you know, he acknowledged that, acknowledged it. Big wine guy. Uh, he was uh, featured in the Wine Enthusiast. Mm -hmm. um, and the article was really awesome. Short article, but good read about his love for wine and just him exploring his passions and allowing that that allowing him to be the his best self playing baseball um which was a pretty pretty cool read um and i can't wait to i don't know if they're if we're, we'll be able to buy his wine or um mm -hmm. ch check it out tr check it out somehow but I'd, I'd love to and um he's would be the perfect future guest for this <laughs> for this podcast so yeah that's it's the perfect intersection for us that he's the exact you know audience that <laughs> audience and guests we're looking for someone who's passionate both about wine and baseball just like we are um yeah just really cool to see i love how he said like this is allowing me to not only work on baseball which is a passion but have passions outside of baseball and that's kind of what this is for us it's a passion project so just really resonated with me and shout out mike marcus stroman um high doesn't measure heart we love your brand we love your message and what you stand for and would love 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 to come on so if you want to come on feel free Please to reach do. out yeah you're we'll welcome still keep bugging you online promise <laughs> yeah um, but um yeah, so Marcus Stroman, um, you know, we'll, this is we'll we'll be talking about him probably every episode. He's having a great year too. He actually is in the running for NL Cy Young. Um, yeah, he's so, having a great year. I'm honestly surprised you haven't mentioned um, Corbin Carroll yet this episode. I know, I know. Just wait though. Okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention someone else who I really like, Luis Arias. Um, mm -hmm. He is the first to on Monday. He was the first in the league to 100 hits. Um, he got his 100 hit against the Blue Jays. He has three games where he went five for five already this year. Um, two of them were this week, Friday and Monday. Um, he's back over 400. He league, leads the league as of today with 105 hits. I don't know what he's done against the Pirates today. Um, but, yeah, he's 105 hits, and the Twins are the only team who doesn't have a player over 60 hits. That's the team that traded him. Um, I believe Carlos Correa has, like, 55 yeah, but they're um, in first place, so I don't think the Twins really care. But the Marlins that. are like the Marlins have are ten games over five hundred. Sarah, can you believe that? Yeah, they're in second. Um, That's a surprise. Uh, uh, surprise one to me surprise. too. We haven't talked about it. Yeah, it is a surprise. I think the NL East is a big surprise besides the Nationals. Um, like the Mets and the Phillies have really not stepped up, and the Marlins have taken advantage of that. I just don't think like the twins are looking over and being like, Oh, he has more hits than anyone on our team when they're in first place. Like they don't really have anything to worry about right now. Right. Right. And that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I think if anything more, just like a fun, funny, irrelevant stat. Um, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to shit on your stat. I was just saying, I just, no, you know, no. after. <laughs> it's okay. I have many random stats. Trust me. Um, <laughs> like this one, uh, angels minor, <laughs> Top prospect, well, he was a top prospect, Joe Adele, who's kind of struggled to find his way at the big league level. He's in AAA, uh, Salt Lake City. He hit a ball 514 feet this week. Wow. That's a long, a long ways. ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, elevation definitely helps, but still, I'm not taking anything away from him. He put a lot into that one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, um, some IL news Mike Clevenger to the 15 day IL with mm -hmm. right biceps inflammation. 
um, Max Muncy to the 10 day IL with left hamstring strain. And Gio Urshela is out for the season with a pelvis struck fracture. That sounds awful. That sounds awful. How did that happen? I don't know, but they um, are without him and I believe Rendon. So I know there, I know a guy named Josh Donaldson. He plays for the New York team. <laughs> if you need him, you can have him for free. Maybe a bag of chips. Uh, so just throwing a bag of peanuts, there. maybe throwing a, a hot dog. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we already talked about Brian Reynolds earlier. He's on the mm -hmm. IL two ten day with lower back uh, soreness. Um, next, some odd news. Did you see the stuff about David Freeze? Yeah, I did see that. How he so <laughs> the Cardinals invited him to join their Hall of Fame, and he said no. Yeah, he said he knows the value in, of the honor and wants to respect other members. Like, wow, dude, like, I don't know. Just take the award or it's uh, a weird, take the recognition. Yeah, it's a weird like, play. He was a World Series like, MVP. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, he was a postseason hero. I, like, I don't really care about your career. Like, you meant a, you're from St. Louis, too. He's a hometown guy. Like, um, Even more reason. It's just weird. Also, like. I heard someone else say, like, this wouldn't be a story unless he said no. So maybe it is just a publicity stunt because no one cares about the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Yeah, the, no, I don't know. that. I don't know if that's really made very public every year they induct. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, on to uh, roster transactional news. Joey Votto returned to the Reds lineup. We can sort of discuss that, but it was his first game since August 16th of last year. He went deep in his first game. We love Joey Votto. He is a great personality, and I love how much he is, he's in love with the city of Cincinnati and, and is loyal to the organization. It's pretty cool. He's just so funny, too. Like, he's just, oh. you can tell he's hilarious, funny, awesome. Like, I would want to hang out with him, you know, maybe drink oh. a glass of wine or something. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Uh, 100%. Um, and then the two of their top prospects. They called up Bo Naylor this weekend. He's the brother of Josh Naylor, their first baseman and outfielder. Um, their younger brother, there's another one who's going to get drafted in this year's draft. They're all from uh, the Toronto area. Mm. Um, so Bo Naylor and his, the, seeing his brother's reaction when he got his first hit was pretty cool. He was really excited. Um, Aw, see, that's another, another addition to guys being cute. Guys being cute, Josh Naylor. Don't really think of him as a cute guy much, but uh, no, but his reaction was cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they also caught up their number one prospect, um, 2021 first round pick out of East Carolina, Gavin Williams. He made his debut today, I believe, or yesterday, uh, against the Red Sox. Another young pitcher. Um, you know, they have plenty of pitching in that organization. Sunday, we had already announced Henry Davis was called up. 2021 yep. first overall pick. Um, Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank. Hopefully he adds some much-needed offense. Um, I saw him hit a 106-mile-an-hour double in his first at-bat down the left-field line. I was actually standing in the left-field corner. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, the place was rocking. Um, they need offense badly, especially with Reynolds going on the I.L. Yeah, badly. The Twins signed Dallas Keuchel to a minors deal. Don't know if that's really going to turn into anything, but thought I'd I'd mention it okay. since Dallas Keuchel's a World Series winner. <laughs> yes. Okay. A couple things on Dallas Keuchel real yeah. quick. Yeah. Okay. 
Did you know that he's married to Kelly Nash? Do you know who Kelly Nash is? She was on um, MLB Network. MLB Network. She did like quick pitch for a while and like she was on there. And then did you notice in succession that she is Kelly Nash is in succession? She like plays an anchor on um, um no of, way. Yes. Dude, I swear, and I was like, I can't, Connor doesn't know. Like, people don't know who Kelly Nash is unless you're, like, deep in the baseball world. Yes, check no it out. Way. She's, like, I swear to you, Scotty, she's an anchor for, what is it called? Um, the fake news uh, network. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, oh, God. Well, it's yeah. I'm drawing, like, I haven't watched an episode in, like, over a week. So. Yeah, since it ATN? yes. She's yeah. an anchor on ATN, I swear. I swear to I you. I love that you just said the fake news network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know it's definitely her. I saw her on Succession. I was like, you're a real TV personality, not a fake one. I know you from I, I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't recognize her. Me too. Uh, wow. No, I definitely know who Kelly Nash is, and I knew uh, they got married like within the last two years, maybe. So, Anyways, that's a fun fact. Deep baseball and Succession fact for those in that niche interest <laughs> yeah no for sure um and then a couple other things dfa news charlie culberson was dfa'd by the braves hours mm -hmm. before his dad was scheduled to throw out the first pitch on father's day oh. yikes yeah you could have waited one more day come on braves yeah um but whatever uh it's a business as they say and the Reds DFA'd Will Myers, who a lot of people were predicting to be kind of like a breakout candidate on a team that was... Yeah, that was you know, me. I was one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you were one of those people. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, sad. Um, and then two more notes for vibes before we go take a break and review our wine. Um, first, Pirate City Connects were released today, Sarah. Oh, I'm disappointed, Sarah. Can we just can we be honest about it? Yeah, I would hope we would always be honest to our listeners out there. So I, I am very passionate about this as well. You go first. You go first. Okay. Um, I just think they could have done so much more because, like, it's hard to really. I feel like black and gold. Maybe it's just because I grew up here. It's just like you can make black and gold look amazing, and. It's the colors of the city. Um, I would have loved to see like Steel City across the chest. I think there was like some mm. kind of copyright because there's Steel City brands in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I guess there was a disagreement there. But even like 412 or like the Berg. Like the Berg. A, a bridge. Maybe put a bridge on there. A bridge. Like, I oh don't. God, and the so hat has the same I know. logo. The, the sa hat has it's the, the same, same logo. I'm so mad about it, Scotty. Like I'm so mad about it they're so bad they suck so hard all there is it's like a special like honeycomb yellow or whatever like the pattern's like honeycombed or ombre and they put oh pgh good for you you put an airport code on a jersey like i'm so upset about it i'm they could so have upset done so many things like just looking at the old school pirates unis like you could have just copied one of those and it would have been 10 times better I would have even like like the early '90s pinstripe. The vest. And I wanted the the sleeveless would have been. Oh, the sleeve. Yeah, I I don't know. I I was disappointed. I think a lot of people are. Um, at the end of the day, it's just a jersey. But I'm not a big fan of the ombre either. Ombre jerseys, like me neither. 
Me neither. I, let's I, cut that shit out. Like Nike, I don't know what you're doing, but your City Connect jerseys suck. Like I could have designed almost all of them better. I feel like they started off hot and then like everyone has like they've been underwhelming. Like the Marlins were good, the White Sox were good, the Padres were good. Mm. I, I the Orioles are growing on me. I kind of like the Orioles, like the trim with. The I would rather take colors. the Orioles over the Pirates jerseys any day. I would one hundred. I like how the Orioles did like a different B on the hat. Like exactly. You know, it, just disappointing. I I thought it was like very lazily done, but you know whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just utterly disappointed. Dis <laughs> 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 no, I'm uh, mad. Yeah. I'm 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 mad. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mad for sure. Uh, and then lastly, um, just kind of crazy. And we've been this has been the theme of the podcast so far. Only four of twelve playoff teams from 2022 are in a playoff spot as of right Whoa. now. Okay, let me the try Yan to guess the teams. Oh, go ahead. Before I just want to try to guess. Okay, so the Yankees from 2022. Yep. Um. The Astros? No, they're not in a playoff spot. They're not the in Angels a playoff are. spot now? Wow. The Angels are. That's crazy. Okay, the Rays. Yep. Okay, so the Yankees, the Rays, the Twins. The Twins and... were not in a playoff spot last year. Oh, they weren't? Okay, this game's not fun for me anywhere. What <laughs> What are the other two? Atlanta and LA. The Dodgers. Oh, duh. Duh, the big kahunas. Yeah. The big four, really. That's it. We've yeah. got San Francisco, we've got Arizona, we've got Cincinnati, I mean, Minnesota, the Angels, like it, it's Texas. It's a whole new ballgame this year. It's this awesome. This is what it's we want. Fun. Yeah, this yeah. is what you want to see. Um, plus, like, things are getting mixed up. The Reds are in first. The Phillies are climbing their way back up. The Marlins are in second in their division. Just, yeah, it's an exciting time to be a baseball fan. It is. It is. And what I'm excited for right now, Sarah, is to hear your name of the week. Okay, <laughs> nice transition. Okay, <laughs> names of the week. Back to the College World Series. I thought I'd do a special edition for you, Scotty. Um, cool. We are going with Wake Forest is the theme of this week, names of the week. Um, I don't know if you saw Wake Forest beat LSU. Huge upset. Um, and they had a really icky celebration. I'm not going to go too much into it, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't watch it. It's weird. Yeah. I don't Wake Forest is weird. I'll just say that. Um, but they have a pitcher. I think he's a freshman. His name is Joe Ariola. Oh, he's a his python. La his last name, though, is Ariola. spelled a little bit differently um, than the flesh ring on your breast, but... Um, yeah, not great for a last name. I bet he really got got murdered in school for that. So Joe Ariola, once again, Joe Ariola, Joey Nipple, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then for the old timers club, uh, he um, this this player from the nineteen tens who played with Cleveland and with Philly when Philly were the Athletics. Um, his name is Lee Gooch, and he went to Wake Forest. So I just wanted his. What is up with these Wake Forest guys? <laughs> yeah, so we got an areola and a gooch at Wake Forest with the weird icky celebration. It just all comes full circle. Areola and gooch. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the Demon Deacons, who just FYI, they're in a uh, winner go home game tonight against LSU. The winner plays Florida in the in the championship game. So 
Um, tune into that. But yeah. good names this week, Sarah. Good names. Thanks. Watch out for Joey Nipple and Lee Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just before, real quick, can we give the listeners an update on our season? Yes. Do you have that nature? up? Unfortunately, yes, Scotty, I do. You're winning still. It was you had a good four game losing streak, which really helped me out. But then it's been hit or miss for me since then. So you're up five. I feel like we're sticking around that four to six game gap. But it's a long season. We haven't even hit the All Star break yet. I'm hoping to nip at your heels and lower that deficit from five to zero soon. Well, Sarah, um, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, as they say, um, mm. you know, four, five, five games, you said five games. Yeah. Five games right now. Tonight, um, I have Mitch Keller going and he, he's playing right now. And then you have the Rays, Shane McClanahan. Yeah. I was about to pick Braxton Garrett to go against you because I, I did that last but this weekend you had Wade Miley and I I had Mitch Keller and you beat me. So I wasn't yeah. happy about that. I wanted That's revenge. That's fun but... though, like to do a same game matchup because then one of yeah. us is almost guaranteed unless a weird reliever comes in and steals away our points. Yeah, unfortunately that was during my four-game losing streak. But um, hey, it's, we're halfway through the season. We're almost at the All-Star break. So – I'll see you in October, Sarah. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully you'll be buying me wine. Um, or I'll be buying the wine. I guess I'll be the one with the money. <laughs> All righty, Sarah. Let's uh, take a break and come back and review and rate our wine. Sounds good. I'm excited. All righty, Sarah. You've had... Uh, a glass or two we've had some time to sip on this wine what are your thoughts okay first before we get into mine i have guest thoughts oh like let's hear guest thoughts so it got a smell they think it's pepper question mark raspberry or something like that youngish but full-bodied a chest warmer you get a more cinnamony taste on the later sips they say it's a, a daily a daily drinker, um, decent pairing with a few different dishes, um, and it's not that memorable. Not a not a bad bottle, but uh, not that memorable. That's those are the guest thoughts. Just wanted to share any thoughts wow. on those thoughts. Uh, they're very honest. Um, I I do agree with parts of them. Um, you know, I I do think I get some spice um taste maybe a dark fruit i think it's an easy drink so i that part i like about it because i think that it would be an easy like go-to wine but I, yeah it's not something that overwhelms me um in terms of like you know, overall grade yeah i would agree with that it also is like a little too sweet like a little too desserty for me it's for not overly especially right yeah exactly for a cab it like has that cinnamon it has that like cookie almost back flavor to it and so like that's not my favorite just in my own personal taste again wine is for everyone everyone's gonna have their different tastes so i'm gonna go with a 45 i think it's a little below average i also kind of agree with the guest thoughts that that's really not that memorable we've kind of mentioned that at the beginning um 
I wouldn't necessarily drink it with dinner, but I don't mind it for an after dinner drink because it is so sweet. And like, to me, it's desserty. Okay. So I'm going to go 45. I don't have a comp yet. Okay. I'm going to go 45 too. And I think I have a comp from this past weekend. I'm going to go with Joey Weimer because Joey Weimer has his flaws, right? Like he's got this mm -hmm. wild aggressive swing. His feet, his are, his feet are all over the place. Like he, he's never balanced. Like he just grips it and rips it, but he's got power and speed. Um, I guess he has a higher upside than what I would consider this wine to be. Like, I feel like this wine is, is what it is. He is a fun watch. Um, and this is just like an easy fun drink, I guess. Um, so I'm gonna go Joey Weimer 45 with some flaws. Okay. I'm going to go with Josh Naylor. I had to pick a Josh because uh, it's Josh. Um, and Josh seems kind of sweet when he was celebrating for his brother, Bo. Um, he's not, yeah, he's guys, guys being, being cute. cute. Guys yeah. being cute. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I'll go with Josh Naylor. Honestly, I think you could cop it to a lot of different Josh's out there, but he'll be my one for this year. Cool. No, that's a good one. Uh, Josh Naylor is also a fun watch for, yeah. for what it's Maybe worth. But... a Josh Palacios. Oh, that now that is a good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. That so is, I'm, I'll that switch. Might be the comp. I'll switch. Okay. That might be a comp. I, I think my comp is flawed just because Joey Weimer has like maybe 60 upside if he were to ever like mm. put it all together. But and his name's not Josh. Yeah, his name's not Josh. So, um, you know, um, I think I did kind of poorly on the um, comparison this week, but I think the, we got the ratings down pat. So. Yeah, and there's always next week, um, but we'll go with it's the Josh Pal the Josh 2020 Cabernet Sauvignon is the Josh Palacios of wine. Let's do it. I love yeah. that. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right, Sarah, this was fun. This was a fun episode. Um, you know, we'll be back next week with a guest. I'm excited. Um, and a new bottle of wine. And we'll be in person. And we'll be in person. How about that, Sarah? Yeah, that'll Finally. be exciting. It'll Reunited. Be good. And it'll feel so good. <laughs> All righty. Right. Salute, Sarah. Salute, Scotty. Cheers, Viners. Intro music by Jordan Montgomery and Driving Well Black Records. Uh, look, big paper, I increase my wealth. Uh, red wine, that's good for my health. Uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I said, big paper, I increase my wealth. Huh. Red wine, that's good for my health. Uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's. Huh? Allow me to introduce myself. Oh, thank you.